0: Welcome to the Podcasters Podcast, the show for podcasters by podcasters. In this show, I'm going to be giving you the tips, tricks, and anything else you need to get your podcast launched and keep it moving past the pod fade and into the stratosphere. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Wayne here from the Podcasters Podcast. I am speaking with Hector Rivera from happy and healthy over 40. Um, He's been a friend of mine online through a couple of Facebook groups for a little while. And um, he definitely has some great content um, that's out there to share people health related and other things like that. Um, Especially with the the demographics of gentlemen that are getting to that 40th threshold and a little bit over, I'm I'm almost there. So I'm I'm getting close. I'm at at 38 this year. So I still got two years, but it's time for me to start listening up. (laughs) So, Hacker, uh, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. Great to be on your show, Wayne. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So, um, so let's kind of jump right into it. We were just chit-chatting a little bit during the pre-show when we realized, hey, this stuff would be really good to just record and talk about. Um, so let's kind of get back to right just where we were just talking about. So, um, you know, I think we were just talking about um, bringing up uh, your links for everything. And then, you know, we were talking about how um, broadcasting and stuff... Okay guests that I just had on my show, um, you know, was talking about how the broadcasting universe, which has been around literally since this whole thing started with radio and then into television, really, you know, podcasting is kind of competing with that. It's the new up and comer in the space. And a lot of podcasts hosts don't have any of that kind of, um, broadcasting pedigree that you get from one of those professional establishments that's been around forever. Um, So you miss a lot of things. So, you know, people will ask you weird questions or things that are redundant where you don't see that in other fields. And, you know, I think you were going to kind of lead into some comments around coming in from that industry.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I am, uh, my name's Hector Rivera. I am a a coach, facilitator, and podcaster. And I, I, Before I was any of those things, I was a motion picture uh, and television professional for 20 some odd years. So uh, in particular, in the lighting field, lighting and camera field. So uh, I have a particular set of skills uh, and no, not like the. what do you call? Uh, <laughs> not those particular. Not, not set like of taken, skills.
0: or you know, we. Not we, like taken. Yeah, no. if you need somebody assassinated or hunting down, don't call Hector. He's not for that. <laughs> I'm not the guy for that, but I am the guy if you're interested
1: in making your podcast. Uh, if, if you're making. A video podcast, or if you're doing anything, even if you're you just want your 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 photographs to look better. I am the guy for that. Uh, your podcast will look great. Your videos will look great. And I noticed that there's a lot of people with fantastic content that are doing themselves no favors by, uh, you know, how they're they're looking on camera and and what's happening around them. We're competing against some. See, if you're if you're an independent podcaster, okay, uh, you're competing up against pros, Okay. For, for the same eyes and ears. So you want to look as legit as you possibly can. And uh, uh, I have been doing lighting and camera pretty much my entire adult life. So uh, I want to help people to look their best and feel confident when they go in front of the camera. I can see the fear in people's (laughs) eyes, you know, Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I did. Um,
0: I did professional headshot photography for a while, and it was uh, it was the same kind of thing where it's like um, my my mentor and the the guy that trained me his name is Peter Hurley, um, and he's he's known in the industry for a certain style of headshot because when you when you look at his pictures, um, you might have heard of him, but when you look at his shots, usually they're you know stark white in the background, very bright in the face, um, and a lot of the times where you're looking at people, you notice the smiles aren't like your typical like cheesy kind of grins and whatnot and what he does um like his cardinal rule is you never tell anyone to smile period he's like you just don't do it because the minute you do they're thinking oh there's a camera in front of me let me go like that and they end up with this really goofy artificial grin and really what he does is he screws with people. He doesn't even really get them to smile. He, like, he'll he mumble, he'll say some things, he'll say something really off the wall, like he'll start talking about chickens or something completely ridiculous that'll just kind of take you off guard and break the ice a little bit, and it'll get you to naturally laugh. And then as soon as you do that, he watches for you to just begin to relax, and then bam, he nails you. And those shots are amazing because it's not this full-out grin that's just starting to come out of it. And so it's like that type of look, um, it's just very very unique and you know it comes out um it presents itself really well
1: yeah for for stills uh it's great to have that talent to to be able to capture the moment at the precise time there there are very uh there are a lot of uh, great lighting styles uh that help with all of that and uh uh t- so you have a consistent uh, product that looks you know it in in that particular vein, in that particular lighting style, uh, thing with, uh, video is, is that the moment is continuous. It's just a series of still photographs.
0: 60 a (laughs) second,
1: right? 60. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, in, in film, it's 24 frames. The right. difference between the reason why, uh, just a little tidbit, uh, the reason why 24 frames in film and the old like soap operas were filmed in 25 frames a second, 24, fr- that slower frame rate looks much more natural mm-hmm. to us all.
0: You know, it's it, it, about as slow as you can go before your eye notices it, too. Right. Something like twenty four point something like. Yeah. twenty four and change. And uh, now that they're using a
1: lot of the digital technologies, uh, it's all consistent. TV and film is, is recording at, at twenty uh, there around uh, right. frames a second. And you're right. Yeah. It's it's about as slow as you can possibly go before your eye sees that there's a difference. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. And one of the things, okay. And I'll give you a little background. When I first started in, in the film business, I was a production assistant. I wanted to be in the camera and lighting departments. And uh, I felt that that was really what, what I wanted to do. And uh, I had an opportunity on a low budget. One of the very first things I had ever done on a low budget, uh, show. I'm not going to say the name of the the uh, star, but <laughs> she her her star was kind of on the decline. So she took this low budget project that I was involved with, and she had she was known for being a bit of a diva, mm. and uh, especially as she was getting older, you do not want to cross a Hollywood starlet wow. as she's getting older wow. at all. You <laughs> know, she will come after you, and with with uh, with all the powers that be. Right. So, uh, she, so there was a, what they call a little splinter unit or, or a unit off on the side from the main unit mm-hmm. that had to get some shots of her and get some video of her. Uh, so me like not knowing any better, I raised my hand of course. And the, the cameraman kind of suckered me into it because, uh, <laughs> He said, yeah, he goes, if you really want to get great at lighting, uh, learn to light women he goes you'll work forever in the business and that's very true what right. he didn't tell me was if i got it wrong you know my head was going to be served up You'd never work again <laughs> yeah you'd never work again so what i ended up and the the uh, the camera operator i was the gaffer and the camera operator had even less experience than me i mean he just pretty much knew how to operate the camera and that was about it
0: oh wow, man uh, okay
1: yeah. So, so, uh, and we were, we were read the riot act, uh, when we got in by her assistant, she had two assist assistants and I was like, Oh boy, what do we get ourselves into? <laughs> so, uh, what I ended up doing was getting, uh, you know, the guys on, on the first unit to pity on me and they said, look, man, just get, the two biggest lights that you can possibly get and put one on either side of the camera. One is going to be a little bit stronger. That'll be your key light. And the other one will be your fill light. Right. And, uh, you know, a little bit weaker, a little bit softer. And, uh, we just bounced those lights into, into the biggest, uh, uh white cards we could find, mm-hmm. which were, I still remember they were, uh, we had an eight foot card on, on the, uh, on on the fill, which is a big, you know, an eight foot fill light is big. And, uh, uh, whiteboard. (laughs) Yeah. It's the size. Well, we were, we, I mean, after what we were just told, Mm -hmm. you know, we (laughs) didn't want to take it as much light, as much soft light as possible. Right. So we did that and it actually looked great. It looked really, really good. So what that teaches you right there, I was a complete novice. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And with a little bit of direct, and your eye okay because we're all lighting professionals we've been watching television since we were children right okay so we all know what looks good so once you have a little bit of information and your eye you can always look great on camera
0: well totally makes sense yeah, yeah I, I happen to not be using this, but I'm um, somebody that um, I used to work with actually gave me what is this? This is four by three foot. Um, I'm sitting in front of it's like a massive uh, lighting thing that is just fluorescent light tubes, and it has six mm-hmm. channels on it. So I have one channel on right now, and you can All see right. me really well. Um, and so, like if I kill it, like that's just like the normal lighting in the room. I can All do right. two of them. And now I'm almost washed out. (laughs) So, and I have four more to go and I have two of these bad boys. (laughs) So if I actually wanted to do some really good lighting, I can just kind of set these up. I was actually looking at food photography, uh, (laughs) lighting instructions while I was waiting for my wife to come before we just, uh, got into this cause there's some stuff that I wanted to actually shoot and I haven't done a lot of product stuff. I've done mostly people. So
1: yeah, food lighting is its own animal and I've done a lot of commercials with uh, food lighting and whatnot. Uh, some funny stories like what we were lighting, uh, uh, vanilla ice cream. And uh, you're, you're supposed to, you're actually supposed to use the actual product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that you can, you can actually it's truth in advertising. It's, right. it's the law, but I don't know. I think somebody didn't read that memo and, <laughs> and we actually, the food stylist was actually using uh wall spackle, you know, as the, <laughs> the little food coloring in there. And they were creating all these different looks because the ice cream melts. Right. So, uh, and we, you could be there all day lighting a, a dish of vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah, for sure. uh,
0: No, I I know, I know some people that have done some, um, some alcohol and spirit um, production. And so what they'll do is they'll actually spend the money on fake ice cubes. So that way it looks like there's ice cubes in the glass with the drink. But the reality is they're just hard plastic that look like ice cubes because same thing, they're shooting 15, 16 different shots. And then by the time you're done with those, all those shots for, you know, a couple of different hours, the ice is melted. You've thrown out the drink. It's been watered down. No one's drinking it. So it's just a waste of product at that point. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And TV and film, uh, that's called continuity you want to have and it, it's not because you want your your actor to be particularly comfortable or not in, in sipping the string you want continuity things like continuity on ice cubes the other the other big one is when they're playing pool okay right. pool, yeah continuity on pool balls will drive you out of your mind when you're trying to edit something and you have to really stay on top of things like this because there are people that actually look at this stuff there's
0: websites dedicated to to continuity errors and, oh you mean by like location right? So like if well, they change the scene and like you know the, the ball was right by the pocket and then the, with the scene all of a sudden like the, the whole thing is just re-racked you're like hey what the heck just happened? <laughs>
1: Precisely yeah yeah exactly like these types of these types of issues and you know what and it is it is very important because even if you're not even if you are mind. And this is important apropos to what it is that we're talking about. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't want to take anybody out of the magic of what it is that you're doing. Right. Okay. You want them, it's the suspension of disbelief. Even if they don't see the the pool balls are re-racked their brain, their mind tells them something's wrong and it takes them out of the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now you're, you're like in a movie theater, you're no longer uh, in enmeshed in the story. You're, you're a guy sitting in a movie theater with a bunch of other people looking around, you know, (laughs) like what just happened here? I'm watching
0: ejects you out of the matrix.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The other, the other important thing I can tell you, I just right off the bat, the most important piece of uh, looking great in a movie, or you, you know, and for our intents and purposes, your podcast, your your uh, your video podcast, uh, your Facebook uh, uh, lives, anything that you're doing, your your YouTube videos, for all intents and purposes, don't get it twisted. You are making a movie, okay? <laughs> you're you're making this is your TV show, this is your movie, this is your radio show, whatever it is, right? Uh, so the most important piece to to uh, making a great movie is not the visuals it's sound
0: Mm, yep
1: okay if you got bad sound you got a bad movie (laughs)
0: okay
1: (laughs) i don't care i do not care who's in your movie how great a script you got it looks like crap if you got shitty sounds so invest in a good mic right learn how to use it properly okay and uh always 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 like be aware of uh the placement of that key light and i know that that you understand that Wayne. uh and a lot of people it's they they think that uh it's like well i'm just gonna put you know, the camera in a place where the background looks great. Oh, you know, take a picture of me in front of uh, Mickey Mouse at Disneyland or something like that. Right. right? And the sun is behind them. Right. That's not, you know, you're going to look you're going to be shadowed and the, the everything else is going to be lit except for you. I call that look, the witness protection program (laughs) okay? (laughs) where you can't, you're in silhouette and you can't see the person's face and, uh, uh, and everyone wonders, you know, what's going on. It's, it's just uh, in, in the show notes, uh, we're going to have a link to the little video that I put together for you guys so that you can, Make best use of the lights that you have, and also where to place your laptop. There's not this. This isn't rocket science. It's just logic. It's just a logical way of of using the tools that you already have at home. If I'm if I'm going to suggest one thing to have, uh, you know, that you might buy, it's uh, and, and there's also a link to that as well. Uh, buy yourself uh, what we call in the film business Chinese lanterns, <laughs> okay? Yep. And you, you get yourself one or two of those, uh, and they're they're like and everyone has seen them those sph- spherical round balls that you kind know, of accordion out. Ones. Yep. Those big white balls. Uh, the eighteen inch is uh, is the one I have on the website. Get yourself one of those because it's big enough to provide a soft level of light. You and And, uh, and yet it's small enough where it's not like taking over the entire space. Right. So, so, uh, uh, if you place that in, you can actually do a lot with that one light. You can, you don't even need to buy a cord for it. You can, you can stick a desk lamp. Uh, you can stick that, you know, take the shade off a desk lamp Mm -hmm. and put that on top. Okay. And, uh, uh you're off to the races right there. You're, you're better off than you were before. So uh, just with that alone, if you place it close enough to the lens, it can do double duty. It can give you, it can give you a nice uh, key and then also light your background fairly, uh, fairly well. So it doesn't look like you're, you're, you know, sitting in a vacuum. So uh, those, those are just a couple of really good tips for you there.
0: Yeah, let me um so I'm just going to show you this really quick. So one of the first recording gigs I did, I needed some some lighting. So poor man Home Depot. This is two CFLs that are yep. I put into a splitter into a work light, which is like one of those big um, you know, ceramic guys that you can get at Home Depot for like 10 bucks with like a clamp on it. Yep. So I bought two of these guys for like a buck 50 a piece. You know, $4 light bulbs that were just, they're they're color balanced. So they're actually, they look a little bit cool bluish. Um, So instead of coming out like that yellowish tint. Um, And so I have four light bulbs, and, you know, just outside of frame, you know, you smack two of these onto somebody with, you know, just put like a little like teeth cloth in front of it just to kind of break the light up so you're not hitting really hard. And it looks great. Yeah,
1: a cheesecloth is good. Uh, you can also use. I use those actually in the film business. We use those things all the time. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like if you just need to to throw a little light behind a, a, a plant or a TV or or whatever it is you need to do, where you just need a little oomph, uh, you can use those uh, and and create a really nice look. Uh, cheesecloth is good. If you don't have anything like that you can either tape or or clip with uh, one of those little uh uh black clips like Mm -hmm. uh staples you know not staples sells those little black clips you can clip something on there onto your your little parabolic uh light that that wayne was just talking about uh even a piece of of newspaper if you uh if you even have access well you can go to the market them by a, a copy of, uh, the national Enquirer and, uh, (laughs) throw throw a piece of, uh, throw a piece of newspaper over that. And that diffuses the light. It creates a, a a more, uh, flattering look.
0: Yeah. Uh, That and reflections work really well too. So like where I'm sitting, that's behind the camera for what you're looking at Hector. But, um, so I'm actually in a, in a room that's in an attic. So my, um, my roof is just slanted on the edge of the walls. So what I've done before is I've taken that light, actually stuck it right behind my laptop and shot it at the back wall. So that way what it did is it actually hit all the wall and then basically that entire concave feeling just kind of broadcasted down onto me. And so that's what I used to use before I had this lighting setup that I have now. Um, So yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of don't point the light bulb directly at someone's face without something in the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's a good, it's a good rule of thumb. Uh, One of the other things, like if you don't, if the, the bulbs you have uh, are not strong enough. If you feel like you're not getting enough uh, enough light out of the the source, you can. Uh, do a number of things. I I learned this from, I think he passed away. Unfortunately, so many of the great cameramen that I've worked with throughout the years uh, have, you know, they're moving on and passing on. And Mm -hmm. uh, I learned a great deal from from these people. I I worked with uh, a gentleman by the name of Vilmos Zygmunt, and he was uh, very famous for using the spill from the light. Mm, okay. Uh, he wouldn't, he, he would never point a key light directly at somebody. He would just, uh, point the light. It it, it just, the first time I worked with him, I felt, uh, kind of like a dummy because he, the light was completely panned off of the talent. And I went, what's this? And I went, I panned it back on and he was like, what are you doing? It was perfect. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> well, in his Hungarian accent, uh, I, I, don't do a great Hungarian accent, but he, uh, he. He just uses enough of the spill where it creates the same effect. It's like a bounce light effect. Mm. And uh, uh, you'll see in, in the, uh, the little video that I made uh, some of the, the three-point lighting setups and a couple of the different styles that are used. But, but you can uh, use diffuse light. As we talked about, like with that piece of cheesecloth, you can use the spill light or as Wayne also pointed out, you can just bounce it off the wall, you know, and create a, a bigger, softer effect that'll fill the entire room. Uh, use your judgment. What looks best for you? Everyone's face is different. In fact, if you want, uh, when you go to the when you go to the uh, the, the page, if you uh, you're having a particular lighting issue that you think you have an unusual feature to your face and you can't quite solve it, uh, send me a photograph and I'll give you a couple of tips on what it is that you can do. Uh, and the website is happy and healthy, 40.com. Uh, and I also have the podcast, which is happy and healthy over 40.com forward slash podcasts. So these are, these are a couple of, uh, a couple of the tips that I can offer you without actually seeing what it is that you look like and, and what have you. Uh, part of the reason why, and Wayne had mentioned, uh, the the website was for men over 40 and that's how it started out. But I've been getting a lot of responses for women and uh, women are very much interested in the website. In fact, uh, there are two aspects to what it is, the work that I'm doing. And one is that uh, I want you to look great, of course, you know, as as this is. Um, that type of conversation. You know, I I want you to look fantastic on camera. I want you to feel great, you know, uh, as you get older. And 38, by the way, is the perfect age to start paying attention to a lot of this stuff. Right. Um, You know, and and I notice as people contact me, there are two different aspects to this. Women tend to, uh, you know, a woman's currency is more about how she looks, especially as she gets older, she becomes very sensitive about that. I've noticed this. Uh, and uh, uh, I have a lot of tips on there in terms of diet, exercise, uh, you know, keeping your skin healthy. I've got, uh, I have one uh, engineer and uh, uh, CEO of a anti-aging uh, corporation that is working on uh, anti-aging technology and uh, a lot of very exciting things Um, and uh, tips on um, what to eat and how to eat, uh, all there, all available. Men are different. Men, as we get older, the thing that catches our attention first, our currency is more about success and mindset. So uh, and unfortunately, what what ends up happening for men and women is that as we get older, we end up looking to our past and we want to relive that past and we want to make it, uh, you know, that feeling of nostalgia that we have turns into uh, something that is not quite attractive, which is we start to um, do things like women will, will do things like to their bodies, you know, they'll get, they'll get work done, you know, quote unquote work done on their face or something like that. And, uh, sometimes these things don't end up working out for the best. And now you're stuck with, with what it is that you did to yourself. Uh, it's a lot easier to go ahead and, and, uh, just take better care of your skin uh for men uh we tend to like want to go back to the high school football days and you know do all these things and we buy stuff you know men and women will end up buying a bunch of crap that we don't need to make ourselves feel better and instead what i want to do is i i want to change the world to to being what it used to be which uh where men and women uh, over 40, as we got older, we were respected, revered, you know, uh, for for being, uh, for having all this wisdom and skill, you know, uh, it, it's, it's kind of flipped and, and we've, we've replaced wisdom and we've confused wisdom with technology and technology is great. I mean, we're using technology to great effect right now. Uh, we're, we're, Broadcasting this all over the world. I mean, you can be in any country and uh, have a have a great uh, conversation with people in Australia, New Zealand, England—you know, any place. Right. And so, so uh, uh, it's it's fantastic, but it will never replace wisdom. You know, mm-hmm. wisdom is you know how to use that technology to better effect, um, and something that. Uh, I've noticed with, in particular with uh, men, is in terms of uh, like working out and exercise. Oh, actually going off on a tangent because (laughs) this it's context. um, I actually started the website for my son. I'm going to be 55 in a couple of months. Uh, My son is uh, just turned 35. Oh, wow. okay.
0: okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm, uh, 20 years further down the road. Uh, no, sorry. 21 years. Oh, he just turned 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, he, 21 years down the road further from him. So therefore I got I have a little more information than he does. So I started the website because I wanted to bring, uh, the most knowledgeable people, over 40 to my son. And uh, the website started out as a love letter to my son. You know, uh, I want him to have the best information as he gets older. And uh, getting back to my point, men, uh, you know, like if they decide like i'm gonna get in shape again and they go back to the gym uh there's a lot of tips on the websites like take it easy man it's like take care of your joints first warm up first things take you can do all the stuff that you did before just takes a little bit longer you know you gotta take it easy on yourself don't hit it you know don't don't hit that that uh you know that squat rack Quite as hard as you did, you know, five years ago, or even even a few months ago. Okay, <laughs> uh, the body the body needs time. Yep. you know, to warm up as we get older.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that perfectly makes sense. Cause I actually, um, a couple months back recently hurt my, uh, hurt my back. I got a, ended up with a herniated disc and, um, thankfully I don't need surgery. So I've been able to treat it with, um, you know, exercise and, um, you know, certain chiropractor things and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, but I started physical therapy and I was thinking that in my head, like I remember, you know, when, when I was younger in my teens and twenties, you know, I was doing martial arts I was able to do like four minute miles. And like all this ridiculous stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not even going to think about that. Like, that's not even in my head anymore. Like, that 20 year old doesn't exist. Like, right now, I got a hurt back and I got kids I got to worry about. So, whatever this guy says, even if I don't think it's enough, I'm doing just what he says. So, if he says only do 10 and then stop, I'm doing 10 and then I'm stopping. I'm just letting it go, moving on. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I think it's been working because I can feel, you know, strength regaining in parts that, um, you know, I was. I'm concerned about having issues with and things like that. And so it's just, you know, it it just takes that time. So instead of rushing it, I'm just letting the process do what it's supposed to do. And, you know, it's working, you know, it's getting better. So,
1: yeah, it's that's that's great that you talk about that. And it's my uh, I still do martial arts. In fact, I went back a few months ago, back to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, which is a uh, great martial arts, incidentally, for anyone, men or a man or a woman. Uh, and I think it's it's something that you can practice as you get older and still be relevant, still stay strong and be part of a great community. So I, I really endorse that. And my coach last night, since I've gone back, I've just been doing exactly what you said, Wayne. I just do what he tells me Mm -hmm. and he had, and you know, a lot of times, especially with men, our ego gets very much involved. And uh, when I walk into a dojo uh, and it's time for sparring, I want to, you know, spar with the highest belt, biggest guy that I possibly can, you know, that's in the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what my ego tells me. And then the next day, (laughs) (laughs) you know, with all the the aches and pains and the, the sore muscles and everything that you'll experience, you'll, you'll think better of it next time. Uh, But then when you get back in there, the ego speaks up again. So, uh, so I just do what he tells me. And uh, like when it was, there were two classes in a row and last night he stopped me and he said, you know what, The, the first class is enough rest you know, rest, just watch the drills, you know, maybe participate in the drills, but don't spar again. And I did it. And this morning I was a little sore, but I feel great. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel fantastic. Uh, and there are a lot of tips on the website, uh, in regards to, again, like if you're 38, if you're 40, uh, years old, start taking care of your body in ways that, may seem uh a bit academic to you but if you start doing it now you're gonna feel so much better as you get older i've i've lost uh, another reason for me doing this is that um as i said i'm gonna be uh, 55 in a couple of months and i have lost more friends than i've ever lost in my life in the past five years Mm. uh and in and young guys, young dudes that, that I came up with. And, and, uh, I lost uh, a very good friend was a stunt man. Uh, and he was, this guy was just martial artist, stunt very fit, very tough guy. He was always on me about my diet and, you know, like having cheap meals and stuff like that. And he
0: right.
1: was just like, not for that at all. So, uh, <laughs> he, he said, just eat, right all the time and uh he was doing his little p90x in the morning like he did every morning and dislodged a little clot in his neck and that was the end of that you know yeah and and so i mean and these things happen man and it's like look folks i'm i'm very passionate about this point okay uh get into your life if you're doing if if you're in your 40s if you're in your 50s in your 60s however old you are okay if you're waiting for one day stop you know start doing what it is that you love that's why Wayne and I are doing what it is that we are doing okay we are we are podcasters for a reason this is new <laughs> and exciting territory right right we are on a frontier of something really awesome and we're bringing this to you because we love it okay and it's a challenge and uh i built my career off of doing things that are hard okay and and uh i want to continue to do that because it makes me feel alive okay and i want the same thing for you too so
0: now for sure that's and you know what you're exactly right that's that's exactly one of the reasons why I'm doing this I want to help people and you know and that's that's what I thrive off of so it's I fall into this category of what someone would call like a polymath so it's not just a jack of all trades it's yeah, I touch 15 different things, but I touch each of them at a professional level. And so, you know, it's like headshot photography, podcasting, cooking, playing musical instruments, like all these types of things. It's not like, oh, I dabble and know a song. It's no, I, I can play four instruments really well, pick up and just start playing inside of a band. Or, you know, I can cook French cuisine or barbecue, you know, pick one. Um, and these things are not related at all. So I just pick these things up and I dive into them. And, what I do with that information and that knowledge is, you know, I just like to generally help people. And so when I run into somebody having this breadth and variety of information, it kind of doesn't matter what their problem is. It's like, let's, let's talk about what your issue is. And then if I know something, I'll show it to you. Or if not, I have enough experience where I can kind of guide you and say, okay, I don't know how to answer this question, but I know this person that does, or this is where you can look to find this answer. If I were in the situation, this is probably what I would look for. Like, this is what makes sense to me. And so, you know, and so that's really what I'm kind of fired up about with this is I did audio engineering for about 13, 14 years for community theaters and, you know, recording shows and all types of stuff. And so, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I can look at the waveforms in like Adobe Audition and I can see the ums and the pauses and the cracks because I've been in it for so long. And so it's like the audio editing is something that's fun for me. I enjoy playing with that and messing with sound and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, let me start helping people with their podcasts because not only have I had one before, I've been through the rumor roll. I'm seeing people that are in groups that are designed to help you get your podcast going. And they're just drowning in the noise. They're lost. And you know, there's there's just too many choices. And so it's like, well, do I pick microphone A or do I pick microphone B? It's like, how about screw that let's buy this one and then you know worst case you can return it but let's record five episodes don't care about your microphone for right now you know later once you start thinking about okay i'm growing an audience this is truly what i want to do i really like doing it okay now let's invest in some really good equipment that will definitely step up that quality and say hey i am playing with the big boys now i'm i'm ready to be there you know Mm.
1: Yeah, it's, those are all valid, very valuable points. Uh, if you're if you doubt what Wayne says and it's like, no, 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 I'm going to make sure it's perfect before I do anything. Uh, first of all, you're going to be waiting a long time because right. there, there's always like something, you know, big or better, faster, newer. There's always going to be something out there and it's going to you're going to have to relearn everything. So it. it, it just get in the mix, get in the game as quickly as possible and learn and make your mistakes early. Yep. You know, like the Silicon Valley uh, their, their I think their banner over Silicon Valley is is. uh, uh, uh get started fail early yep. I think that's the that's the big fail fast you know, fail often fail fast fail often that's it that's yep. that's their banner in Silicon Valley and I think I don't think anybody could think that uh, people in Silicon Valley are there because they're they're failures you know so and if and uh, again further if you want an example of this go to your favorite YouTube channel go to your favorite YouTuber Right. Say they got 100, 500. Go to Casey Neistat <laughs> and and look at his look at his his uh, most recent video and then go back, go all the way back and look at his first 10 videos. Right. OK, they're crap. I can guarantee you they're, they're they're not crap. They're 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 a lot better than than most comparatively uh, was, comparatively, comparatively yeah. yep. and comparatively. I, I don't want to be this in case he nice that because I think he's got his own style and, and I really appreciate what it is that he does. But uh, don't think that uh, for a minute that you're going to hit the ground, you know, running at, at a very professional level when you're learning something new. Like right. I myself, I'm, I'm learning the sound uh, game now, like what you talked about editing. I love editing my podcast because I learn so much because I get to listen to everything again. And, and whenever my my uh, I, I have some great guests on the show like recently uh, I have a gentleman by the name of John Mekrit that's that's on the show and he's a neurofeedback expert I picked up so much more listening to it again and uh, you know during the editing process so man this is I, I, I don't think Uh, I'll ever stop doing this no matter what what it is that I end up doing I'll always be a podcaster
0: (laughs) no it's definitely there and actually that's funny because I'm thinking the same thing right now so I just recently switched um, my my podcasting host to Pippa and um, one of the things that I noticed from there compared to uh, Libsyn is Libsyn you you basically pay for having, you know, storage that's on there, right? So they don't care about, you know, what your show is or anything like that, but you know, you're paying for a certain amount of space and the audio files take up X amount of space. So, you know, on in general, if you have like four 30 minute shows between 30 and 45 minutes, you end up kind of burning the volume for that $20 a month platform that they kind of have. Now, if you want to do more than one thing, like let's say, you know, you have a, a show about podcasting, but you also want to do a show about cooking or something else, or, you know, you want more than one item that's there, you have to spawn up an entirely new Libsyn account, you know, tied, you know, two hit things hitting your credit card bill. It's two separate things. Pippa, um, they don't care. They're just pay us 15 bucks a month. You can have as many different RSS feeds as you want. You can upload as many shows as you want, as long as each individual show is under a certain amount. Um, and that amount is actually high enough where you'd be recording a six hour long podcast in order to hit that amount. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, they're not limiting to you to what your platform can be at that point. And That's actually one of the things where I'm thinking about that also. It's like, you know, depending upon where this show does or doesn't go, you know, who knows how long it'll last. Hopefully it lasts for a very long time because I'm trying to help people get podcasts started and podcasting is really starting to grow. Um, But there's also all these side things that I'm thinking about. Like, um, I like the long form Um, Podcast format of just kind of like talking about a subject and going into it deep, but it might not necessarily be about podcasting. So um, you know, there I'm I'm going to be in front of a mic, (laughs) no matter what. Same kind of thing. I really enjoy doing this. Um, So yeah, and you know, and that's the thing. It's it's a passion item, and it's something where it's like if you do like it, go do it.
1: Yeah, and and also uh, like. For me, being involved in in the whole Hollywood scene for so many years, uh, I seen a lot of bad projects get made, man. I've seen, I've seen a lot of, I worked on some really bad shows. Okay. And, and we're all there and we're all working on it and whatnot. And you want to believe in the show that you're working on. But right. Sometimes a real dog gets through and, and uh, you know, they have like this vetting process and that has to, a lot of that has to do with, um, a lot of that has to do with salesmanship. And if you get, uh, there, there's a book, uh, the reason why I'm kind of stuck, I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Um, I, I believe the author's name is Stephanie Palmer. Okay. And uh, it's it's called uh, Great in a Room. Mm. It's either great in a room or good in a room. Okay. And if you want to improve your pitch, anything that you're pitching, if you're, if you're pitching a product on your podcast, on your YouTube channel, whatever it is that you're doing out there, uh, check this book out. It's a short book. And Stephanie Palmer was a VP of, res- of R&D, of research and development over at Paramount for oh, wow. many years. Yeah. And, and it's an awesome book. She's got a great website. I'll plug her for a second. Uh, just look her up, Google her and find out all the information. And she talked about a lot. She talks a lot about, uh, the reason why she's on this new project now Mm -hmm. is because she wants to do away with, uh, just bad projects getting through. And, and when you're, when you're doing this, um, uh, you want the, the, the reason why, uh, I'm so pro, uh, YouTube and pro, uh, uh you know, Patreon and all these different websites and, 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 even on iTunes, a lot of great shows are getting made. There, there's a lot of fantastic YouTubers out there that are creating brilliant content right. and, exi- and doing exciting stuff, uh, that they would never ever ever be able to sell that project okay to an R&D guy some uh, you know 70 year old R&D guy that that doesn't understand you know where it is you're coming from you know like you can have a cooking show there's a lot of really great because I I too I'm a home chef you know I'm an amateur uh home cook and and I I enjoy it there's a lot of really great channels that would just never ever get on tv right. uh, because tv is is sort of you know withering on the vine here because we're we're, we're is dying a, a horrible death because they're <laughs> they're plugging and promoting things uh instead of Just trying to to bring great content to you, right? You know, Uh,
0: uh, it's funny because you're you're mentioning that with the food. So um, there was a show. I don't know if it's still running or not um, because I just haven't bothered to see um, to catch it or not. But the Food Network has the the next Food Network star, which is like where Guy Fieri came from, and a couple of other well known names um, from that show. And it's basically you know American Idol for chefs. It's you know reality show. You're competing, but the concept at the end of the day is to get your own show. And so they talk a lot around the person point of view you know if you're just talking about sandwiches great everybody's talking about sandwiches but you know what's different about it and you know how are you coming to the table with it is this sandwiches for the everyday guy that's sitting on his couch and hosting football parties or is this sandwiches for you know a um You know, a classical tea or, you know, something like that. Like, you know, where are you coming from with this that actually brings you to the table? So it's not just the food because people, yeah, sure, they care about the food, but kind of they don't care about the food. They want to be entertained and the food isn't going to entertain them. You know, you need to make them feel that saliva rush when you've made that sandwich and, you know, they, they want to jump through the screen and, and bite that food that you've just made. You know, it's about that presentation and it's about how you've talked it up and your personality and everything about it coming into it, you know? So it's, it's really more about thinking about that process. And, you know, it's the same thing for podcasting. You know, we keep saying like, Hey, we'll just jump on the mic and go. And, you know, it's, it's really, what I like about this is this episode and a couple of episodes have kind of just been tangential, but there's a really a good amount of information here where, you know, we've given great tips on how to think about technical items and technical aspects, but really think about it. Like I don't have a script in front of me right now, you know, neither does Hector. So it's not some kind of stage thing. We're just letting the format go. And that's really what, how I want to present it. We're bringing our personalities out. And so hopefully it's entertaining to you and you're listening to this thing.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny because that's how I see it as well. I I mean, it's that's what this is really about, it's about providing the in, the information in an entertaining and fun way and bringing out, uh, you know, your personality and bringing out aspects of, of, uh, life that people, that make people think, you know, and make people wonder about the world, you know, outside of ourselves. There's a, there's a couple of great food channels. I, I love, uh, you know, every, Everyone, if you're a foodie, you probably have a subscription on YouTube to Food Wishes, you know, uh, who's I I love that guy. It's just his his voice tonality is is so sing song and interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, you never see him on camera. Uh, Another one is uh, Almazan Kitchen. That's I'll plug that one. Uh, That's my favorite food porn channel it's like this (laughs) this guy in that's living in the the uh, looks like the mountains by a mountain stream in spain okay and he does all his cooking outdoors Mm. and uh uh it's just a beautiful 4k channel there's no there's no speaking there's no dialogue it's just if you know if you already know how to cook okay you can really appreciate what this guy is doing with 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 next to nothing with a frying. and, and uh, uh, a small charcoal fire, you know, by a stream is is fantastic.
0: What's what's the name of that second channel?
1: Almazan Kitchen. Uh, it's A L M A Z A N, and then kitchen. Okay, I got <laughs> it. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and they, I want to look at both of these then because you mentioned that actually ironically completely off the food subject um so be, because I dive into so many different things I ran into a, a YouTube channel online um from a from a kid from England his name is Alex Steele um it's A-L-E-C and he does blacksmithing and you would think okay you know he's just kind of like hitting hammers on on you know metal and just kind of making some things and there there are some boring blacksmithing videos that are out there if you've ever happened to run into them but this kid's cinematography and how he lights things how he cuts things and his energy I would just stare at it all day long even if I never do anything with it I would literally just have that on my television just all day and just watch him make stuff because I'm just completely fascinated and a lot of it is just the artistry of how he's presenting it to you which is just really amazing
1: yeah, it's there are so many. And this is what we're talking about here, folks. It's like uh, there are you got to you're competing. I mean, look, in in that food space in that cooking space there are a ton of shows okay and i've seen some really bad ones the information is sound Mm -hmm. but you're you're not going to watch that show more than once i mean if you're looking to create a certain sauce or something like that you're going to go to the one that that's more entertaining and is and and looks better sounds better uh because it's going to be more memorable to you you know as a listener you don't have to you don't have to uh uh you know, fight the, uh, fight the, uh, the powers that be to try to, you know, uh, remember what it is that this person is talking about. I'm, you know, these are inspirational to me and and it makes me know, it makes me see, uh, you know, you can't, you know, none of this exists in a vacuum. If you're having problems getting uh, your, your, your videos out there, people are not, uh, responding then there is a possibility that, that maybe you're it's not as engaging as it could possibly be you know yeah. to say it kindly so uh, you know take that off the table make sure your stuff looks good make sure you sound good too
0: yeah for sure actually so so going back really quick um, the when you were just talking about uh, Stephanie uh, and her book her website is good a room dot com um, and I wanted to bring this up really quick because this is this is actually kind of funny so a lot of websites nowadays have these little um, chat applications in the bottom right for like help and support and other things um, hers is the the glass seeing eye from how 9000
1: <laughs>
0: from space <Yes>. odyssey <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, the fact that you can ask Hal for help on her website um, is pretty fascinating. <laughs> so I wanted to, to kind of give that a mention. And um, um, also to, to that point, especially um, with Alec, who I just sent you the link for his uh, channel if you ever want to check it out. Um, but what I've noticed, um, you know, being in the podcast space, right? So we're talking to, you know, to potential podcasters or people that are just getting started. Um, you know, you're going to run into a lot of things like Pat Flynn's class and John Lee Dumas's class and like. Podcasters Paradise and other stuff like that. And I'm sure you've heard some of these podcasts. And so when you're listening to them, um, especially in the the business and the, the sales and entrepreneurship space, you run into a lot of... Um, Kind of like what people were saying, like, um, you know, mindset of abundance and like, you know, just kind of like freely giving the information and really kind of giving that value. And one of the things that I love about Alec is he's definitely in that type of thing. So um, he's constantly talking about like, you know, how can I constantly improve or, you know, here I made this and we made this mistake. And so this is what I learned from that. And now let me take that into the next thing that I build. Um, So he's very much a hands on craftsman. But when you actually listen to enough of his videos, you start to see a lot of the same things. Things. So, you know, he's, he's taking in information from books and he's learning about the podcasting and the marketing space while he's doing this. Um, you know, and he's, he's promoting things like t-shirts and, and other things like that, but he's not like stuffing it in your face and pitching you. Um, it's just, you know, he's, just doing it with him being himself, um, you know, and he's constantly talking about improving and and just getting out there and doing it. And worst case, you grew up, you fail, you know, he breaks things all the time or, you know, ruins a knife and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, just same thing going on here. We end up with pops and fuzzes and sometimes we flub and, and screw up what we're doing audio wise, but you know, we pause, we just edit that and we learn from the next time and we just kind of move forward.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so, when it comes to a lot of these, these uh, channels and in the creative space, uh, there's a, there's a ton of people like uh, another favorite of mine is, and again, getting back to, uh, you know stuff that would never make it on TV that's on YouTube okay right. and so, and that's the best stuff too you know really because if they can't show it on TV uh you, you know you you definitely you're going to be curious about it and as a an old uh, movie guy you know a guy that uh, all movie uh, if if you're in the the crafts if you're in the the uh, trades like behind the scenes behind the camera mm-hmm. uh you're kind of Part artist and part mad scientist. Okay, <laughs> and there's a guy on YouTube called Colin Furs. Okay, his, his last name is Furs. F I don't know how to pronounce it. F U R Z E. Hmm. And uh, th- th- that guy is a mad scientist, and and he just makes like really, really dangerous awesome machines and then, <laughs> and then he puts it up on youtube and it's like a don't try this at home kids thing right and uh if he had gone to cbs or nbc or even a cable channel we said listen i i make like these potentially very dangerous things like these he, he put a, a hayabusa motorcycle engine a, a racing motorcycle engine in a little freewheel. wheel uh tuk tuk from thailand okay which is if you don't know what that is it's, it's like a little three-wheeler trike that uh the thais use to instead of rickshaws to bring people around right and this thing is just one of the funniest most exciting videos he even put like machine guns and flamethrowers on this thing and uh
0: He's an interesting like a lot of the extreme stuff that uh, Mythbusters used to do. Yeah.
1: Well, he's he's like Mythbusters, except like even more over the top than than what it is that they do. So uh, and, you know, and the point is, is is that whatever it is that you're doing out there in this modern world with with your podcast, uh, there's an audience for it. You know, if you present it properly And you you know what it is you're doing and it doesn't take a lot to stand out, you know, at least in the market now. Right. Uh, You can you can really get yourself out there and get what it is that you're selling out there, whatever that might be. It could be an idea. It could be a product. Uh, You know, we live in exciting times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is this is pretty incredible. Thousand rockets launched off of a bike, um, magnetic shoes to walk on your ceiling.
1: Hey, you so. found Colin? Yes, I did, I did
0: find him. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put the links in the show notes, and um, you're responsible for your own life if you try any of this stuff. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, don't don't come crying to us if something happens there. You know, you're on your own. But uh, th- there's again the the website Happy and Healthy Over uh, My my thing is like, making sure that people are healthy in mind and body mm-hmm. as they get older. And and uh, I'm going to start again uh, doing things for, in particular, and I have, uh, in particular for men over 40 as it comes to dating. And uh, recently in my life, uh, people close to me are, uh, you know, or have been divorced or are getting divorced. And these are, you uh, You know, very trying things for a person over 40 for men and women because uh, you build your life around a family mm-hmm. and if if that family disappears it, it's it's very intimidating it's a very fearful experience so uh, I'm gonna start doing more information about uh, how to get back into the dating scene and and what to do because some people uh, they you can be you know you could have married your high school ch- uh, sweetheart and you're 42 43 years old and boom now you're back on the market you know looking for for companion. Right. And, uh, it's that is not high school anymore. This is the, this is the big leagues now folks. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we're going to have stuff up there. I, I have, uh, uh, one show up with, uh, Celeste Hirschman talking about sexual empowerment over 40. Uh, I have another show with Shayna James. I love talking to, to female dating coaches, oh, uh, nice. big yeah. Because if you're a man, uh, uh, dating coaches in terms of, uh, female dating coaches speaking to men, I like that because, uh, they give you what's happening on the other side. You know, they, they let you know, uh, what's being received and how it's received and, and how to present it perhaps a little bit better, right. you know? So, uh, Uh, Shayna James also uh, did a how to attract women when you're over 40. Um, So there and more to come. There's going to be a ton more stuff to come, you know, so check it out. You know, subscribe. Give me a give me a shout out.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'll definitely have links to everything. So um, just as uh, one more recap for everybody, you can definitely find them on iTunes and I'm assuming Stitcher and and everywhere else that um, a lot of the uh, podcast broadcasting happens at, but it's happy and healthy over 40 um, by Hector Rivera and then also happy and healthy over 40 dot com. And that's four zero, the number four and the number zero. Um, So did you get uh, it all spelled out as well or just the the 40?
1: Just the 40. Yeah, just the 40. 40, yep, yeah. so
0: happyandhealthyover4040.com, and that'll take you right to his website so you can uh, check out everything, um, you know, uh, behind the scenes, the blog, links directly into the podcast, you know, everything along those lines. So, um, so yeah, so anything uh, else before we go, like any asks of the audience or, or anything else along those lines? Yeah,
1: I also for, uh, I guess in the show notes, I'm going to send you the, uh, it's called uh, uh happy and healthy over 40.com forward slash look great on camera okay uh, check that out that's where the the video is so you can get the basic three-point lighting setup I have a couple examples of uh, different lighting styles the uh, paramount lighting style or the butterfly lighting style as it's known uh the loop lighting style and the rembrandt lighting style so uh there's a couple of things in there for you uh there's also a link there so you can buy your uh chinese paper lantern it's it's like a seven dollar item and you'll have it within a couple of days uh so your videos can look great all the time
0: yeah that's awesome Yeah. Yeah. Actually I just pulled it up right now. So I I got the video. It's about three minutes long. So just a little bit over three. So, and yeah, you got the Amazon affiliate link over on the right hand side. So, um, no, that's, that's great. So good positioning for everything for sure. So, um, all right. Awesome. So everyone knows where to find you and, and, you know, I'm going to make sure that we direct everybody over to this video so they can go ahead and take a look and, and check it out. And, you know, really that focus is around trying to, um, make sure that you're looking good on camera, especially if you're thinking about those video podcasts. um, so, you know, it's, it's presenting yourself and, and getting the light up, um, you know, and I'll also probably have a, a future um, touchback on that. Cause I'm, we're recording with video right now, but I'm not going to be using this. Um, but there are some video items that I'm going to start doing. Um, so reviews of websites, as well as things like how I do my editing process and whatnot. And so we're talking about software that you can use for that. And it doesn't have to be intimidating. So like if you have never done it before, you know, there's a lot of things where people are like, Oh my gosh, you know, video editing, how do I do this? What do I got to do? And so, So, um, you know, we'll make sure that we ease you into it (laughs) so that way you're not completely shocked with it. But, you know, it does start with at least a little bit of lighting. The camera does have to see you and then, you know, just kind of going from there.
1: Right on. Yeah, I'm going to subscribe today because I definitely can use uh, more information and uh, uh, better information on on the latest and greatest apps and things out there to make uh, my job that much easier and make my product that much better.
0: Yeah, we're trying. So um, now the, the the podcast itself doesn't necessarily have all the same content that the website does. So make sure um, we need a chance. Head over to podcasterspodcast.com because I will write articles that are around podcasting and other things related that may or may not necessarily make it onto the show. Um, so like one of the things I've mentioned it in some of the episodes before, but I'm not going to... Um, probably not going to do a full podcast episode on it is an app that is called, um, So it's O R A I and it stands for oral artificial intelligence. And it's meant for you to practice your speech. And so it throws little things at you. Like here's like a 15 word paragraph, ask you to speak towards it and it will play it back to you and say, here's where you inserted the word. Um, here's where your energy was down. Um, so it's things like that where it actually trains you kind of how to become a little bit of a better speaker. Um, so I'm probably gonna do a video on it and then a, a whole post on it. Um, you know, I think that's actually scheduled to come out next week, which we're recording right now on May 23rd. Um, so it's probably in the past for you (laughs) Um, depending upon when this one actually comes out. So um, I think that post is actually scheduled to release on the 30th. So, Oh, excuse me. Um, so for Hector in real time, you got about a week before that post comes out. But um, for everybody else, when you're actually hearing this, it probably has already came out, but I won't have a podcast episode for it. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things, hit the website. Um, you know, there's also the Facebook groups. So, you know, I think Hector, you and I met in um, Screw the 9 to 5 or Screw You um, Facebook group. And I think we're also in a bunch of others together as well. Um, yeah. So it's kind of all over the place, the entrepreneurship ones, the podcasting yes. ones, etc. cetera. Um, so you never know where you're going to meet uh, pretty good friends at so it's you know get to the facebook groups podcasters podcast has one as well um so you know I'm, I'm trying to grow it i only got a few members but hey they're they're talking they're they're interacting so um you know come say hi to everybody and you know it's, it, like i said it's take that action and, and get out there and you know hector's providing a lot of great value for you um so we'll have all the links for those and you know you can get to see his video and you know get lit up and then show up <laughs>
1: Right on. Yeah. All right.
0: Thanks like, for having me, man. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, it was good talking to you and you have a good day. You too. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Podcasters Podcast. Hopefully this episode inspired you to think about starting your own podcast. The Podcasters Podcast is brought to you by WCR Studios. Head on over to WCRstudios.com for any of your podcast production needs. Check out the Podcasters Podcast Facebook group, as well as hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Just take a look for the Podcasters Podcast. And we'll catch you on the next episode.